When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. But today, in honor of, I get honor? I don't know. Maybe not in honor of. But because Thanksgiving is this week, I decided to do a cornucopia episode. Bring some fun things in, some games, a script, have some friends hang out. It's a good time. We actually do a fan script, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. We do uh, uh, The Bridges of Madison County, having never seen by Linda and Mark. Shout out Linda and Mark who sent me the script in 2019, and I just got to that email. I Look, the thing is, I, I have never seen it show at Gmail, I've never seen it podcast at Gmail, and I have info at neverseenitshow.com, and I keep confusing which ones I'm checking. So I went and I checked back for fan scripts on Never Seen It Show, which is the main one, and the one to use, neverseenitshow at gmail.com if you want to send me one, and I found this script that I had somehow overlooked. It's incredible. We have a good time. I'm joined by Ryan Singer, Todd Sklar, Daniel Shar. We play some games. We play a brand new game called How Many Bathrooms Are in This Movie, Do You Think? And it's just fun. Had a lot of tech issues putting this one together. I apologize for that. You'll be able to tell. The audio is kind of here and there. I understand if you skip through, you, you, you scribble, scrabble, what is it? Tibble? Anyways, we had a lot of tech issues. First Zencaster crashed, then Zoom wasn't loading for us. Tracks were coming in and out, ducking. But I, I tried to finagle it all together as good as I can. I hope you guys enjoy it. I just, it was very fun to play these stupid games. Some wonderful, wonderful before and afters that you guys have submitted as well. Please enjoy the Cornucopia Thanksgiving week episode uh, with our fan script and some games and Ryan and Todd and Char. And please find us on Discord at fart.kyleairs.com if you want to come hang out and talk with other Never Seen It fans. Like I said, my apologies. We're iffy on the tech with this one. There's all these weird ducking and gate, noise gate-ish, all these things, but it's fun. It's so much fun. The script is actually incredible. And if you want to write fan scripts, I'm going to get back into recording those regularly, especially now that I'll have time through some downtime in the holidays, just email them to neverseenitshow at gmail.com. And if I haven't read yours on here before, maybe resend it to me because I am disorganized. Thank you guys very much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. This is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is, my voice does sound different. 
I wasn't really paying attention. This is the Thanksgiving Cornucopia Award. I learned how to spell texting people about this episode. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to do fan scripts. We're going to do old Kyle scripts. We're going to have a good time. We're going to play some games. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody if you celebrate that. It's certainly a holiday that does not have a complicated history here in the United States. Uh, <laughs> a holiday based completely on everyone agreeing on everything. So happy Thanksgiving. It's Cornucopia Day on Never Seen It. Today, I am joined uh, for the first time in a long time by some friends here. I'm joined by Ryan Singer. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Oh, of course, Kyle. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Ryan has okay. now taken the most common intro, also joined by <laughs> Daniel Shar. I'm very thankful to be here. Ooh, and then with the third Thanksgiving <laughs> reference coming in oh, last, <laughs> Todd Sklar. Hello, Todd. Thanks for being here. Thanksgiving sentence. Yeah. Uh, hail Satan. That's okay. It's Henry's bit, but he does agree with you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's hard to disagree with if you really think about it. I don't know. It seems easy. Uh, <laughs> I do like the Church of Satan on uh, Twitter where people are always like, Satan's taking over our kids. And they'll be like, this isn't us. They'll like discredit people claiming Satan did things. I think that's a fun <laughs> online presence. That is awesome. <laughs> like it's always yeah, like so Christian awesome. parents that are like tweeting out that Satan is giving our kids porn. And then they're just like, no, no, that's the internet. That's the internet, man. <laughs> the internet is full of sins. Sinner's paradise. Uh, well, today here on the, on the episode for the cornucopia, which I believe is the thing with a lot of food in it, right? It's like the basket. Yeah. With various, this is one, of, you know, the Mandela effect where the, you don't remember something, right? Like, uh, uh, apparently their Fruit of the Loom never had a cornucopia in the logo, but everyone That's remembered it. One. That's one of the biggest Mandela effects of all time. Besides the I would original. say Nelson Mandela, one of the larger Mandela effects. Yeah, uh, be... Close second place is the Fruit of the Loom cornucopia. That's like, the, <laughs> that's on the Wikipedia page. Like, it's a big one. It is. Wait, so, wait it, it was just always grapes. Right? Yeah. It's more than just grapes. There's, there's a couple other fruits, but it's and not like a, a banana and a banana. There's cherries, I believe, right? I don't think anyone you remember what it was. I th- <laughs> Weren't there some oh. Bernstein bears eating the fruit on the logo? Oh, my man. This yeah. is a dude who knows his Mandela effect over yeah. here, man. He's going deep. It was, the- it was like grapes and an apple and some leaves, but everyone remembered it being in a corn eucopia. Oh, man. I don't uh, remember it. I, I mean, I guess I would have had to have known what a cornucopia was to think that I saw a cornucopia. It, famously, Fruit of the Loom was worn by Sinbad in his genie movie, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> that one I thought always thought was a prank. You know, these like the Bernstein, Bernstein, I can hear that. The cornucopia thing, I guess I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, the, the people, we thought Sinbad was a genie. No, no one ever thought that. No. Right? That one no. feels like you're lying. To me, yes. clearly, it just doesn't make any sense. I never believe Wait, wait, what is it? What, wait, they thought it People was... People thought there was a genie movie starring Sinbad called Shazam. No, who... Yes, I, yes. And that's like a very popular uh, um, Mandela effect. Also, if you're Nelson Mandela, you gotta be like, can we get some like more prestigious <laughs> effects oh, yeah, you would to think use that my that name? <laughs> Nelson Mandela, it's you and underwear logos. Sinbad movies. <laughs> and Sinbad. I think Sinbad just wore large like, pants. Good Sinbad movies, like bad Sinbad movie ideas. I would say it's more of a testament to how in the early 90s white people perceived black people fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh, and everyone a- saw how Sinbad dressed and thought he starred in a genie movie. 
I mean, hammer pants are a thing, and they a genie <laughs> would wear them. I think, that, I think that it was just, uh, and the, you know, there's a movie called Sinbad, but I think it was a cartoon about a pirate. And there's oh, yeah. a movie called Kazam. There was Kazam, which is yeah. Shaquille, but confusing Shaquille O'Neal and Sinbad is even like not even grandmotherly racist. No, that's an also, incredible confusion. Not to fucking shit on Sinbad, but Shaq is like a way better actor, honestly. Like, oh, he's got shots. Whoa, shots fired over here. I mean, that sounded like you're shitting on Sinbad. If we're <laughs> being honest, is, yeah. I mean, not to shit on Sinbad, but literally the largest. Like, that's literally the largest way you could shit on him. Yeah, you're like, you're like, hey, not to shit on Sinbad, but somebody hold my pants. I'm going to shit on him. Not to shit on Sinbad, but Carrot Top was a more thoughtful comedian. (laughs) I didn't say that. I would not get behind that statement. I think Blue Chips is a great movie. I think Shaquille O'Neal does a wonderful job playing an athlete in it. I think also... I'll co-sign that. Cameo and Freddie Got Fingered is literally, he's pulling off comedy extremely well. It's not like a, you know, one of those like, Brett Favre, something about Mary, like athlete cameos. Like he's, he does a bit. He gets it, man. Check, check's cool. Here's check's the thing about cool. Sinbad, though. Sinbad has never bombed. He's I never mean, bombed. I don't think you're, uh, maybe you've never seen First Kid, but uh, it's not good. And I Sinbad saw Sinbad once live in Kansas City, and he only talked about the ride to the casino for an hour and a half. <laughs> really? He had a longer set than the content of the set took. Does that make sense? He took, awesome. It's literally like how Jim, Jim Gaffigan has a bit that's longer than it takes a Hot Pocket to cook. Yeah. But this is like times a million. That's really it was good. An, it was 90 minutes about the ride to the casino. The casino isn't far from the airport. That's awesome. And he crushed. He completely crushed. It was incredibly so funny. Of course. Why wouldn't he? Shaq couldn't do I don't know. that. Shaq can't do uh, that. I could do that, man. Don't um, don't play against Shaq. So here, you know what? Let's play. Let's just get right into this, and and we have a few things we want to do. I actually want to kick this all off with a brand new, never before played game that we never ever in the history of this. This game has never. Do we still sound okay? Is everyone sounding okay? Everything's okay. Oh yeah. This game has never been played before. This is a game without a song. Yeah. So this game is called How Many Bathrooms Are in This Movie. I'm going to tell you a movie. You guys are going to have to tell me if there are any bathrooms in this movie. If so, how many bathrooms? And if you know how many bathrooms, how many times did we see those bathrooms? So I'm going to tell you. Oh, we lost Shar. He's participating in this, dude. Shar heard there was a bathroom game. He's like, I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) Yeah. This this, this game's shit. And then he left. Uh, That's one of the best uh, power moves I've ever seen in my entire life. He didn't even wait to hear how the game was played. He just heard what it was about. And, was and like, literally heard oh, the game I, and then completely I, I, left. I think he might actually be looking for Sinbad right now because he was up. shit on. He was shit on so badly in these bath, <laughs> the virtual bathroom of this game that he's yeah. like, <laughs> what is... Um, should we wait or should we, you know, go The thing for is, it? He, he's not going to be good at this game. <laughs> he's researching it right now. He could be checking to see how many bathrooms there are in whatever movies he has on hand available to him. So we will. Shar texts everyone. Oh, he wants yeah. to know, is it frozen for just him? Hey, Shar's back, everybody. Well, Thanks for being yeah. here. I got nervous with all the bathroom talk. We were guessing it, man. Uh, the lo- Shar doesn't like the locker room talk here. He doesn't want to get political. I do. 
Me and Rennie one time, we were in a, had a general meeting at like, I'm not going to actually say what's at a studio. Uh, and we, we were coming in off like a small indie movie. We were coming, it was after Awful Nice, like a very small uh, indie movie that nobody's ever seen. Uh, and we were pitching an idea for like a, an indie action comedy or whatever. And the guys in this general were talking about how like they make like smaller movies or whatever. And like we make indie movies or whatever. And they're like, it's not like we're going to try to make like, you know, like die hard five or some shit like that and like alex just literally and it was a bit but alex literally just got up and left the meeting just fucking walked out <laughs> didn't come back it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen anyone do in my entire life i could not stop laughing about it to even like try to recover from the meeting it was really really funny it was really good i mean that's a power move it was it really was i mean they weren't gonna hire us for anything anyways but it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like throw um, his hands up and all right we well we're back i don't know if we took a break there or not but we had some tech issues we are this is something that we can't We're going to play a game, a brand new game here on the podcast. This is called, uh, are there bathrooms in that movie? What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a movie and you're going to have to tell me whether or not there's a bathroom in the movie. And then if there's a bathroom, how many? And then if you know how many, how many times do we see that bathroom? Does that make sense? You guys all get to answer each one and then we'll see who's correct here. Uh, do we all seem to understand the rules? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, we will go Char, Ryan, and then Todd for this first one. Uh, you know that movie Blade Runner? Are there any bathrooms in that movie? No. Ryan, you know that movie Blade Runner? Are there any bathrooms in that movie? Yes, there are bathrooms in the movie Blade Runner. Todd, you know that movie Blade Runner? Are there any bathrooms in that movie? Yes, there are for sure. Uh, okay, we are looking for, yes, Char, you have been eliminated. Hey, Ryan, hey, Todd, you know that movie Blade Runner? How many bathrooms are in that movie? I'm going to say there's... Uh, two bathrooms in that movie. Two, hey, Todd. You know that movie Blade Runner? How many bathrooms are in that movie? I can only think of one at the moment. I can feel the legs to this bit just dying. Is this gonna be? Are we? Doing, <laughs> are we doing prices right rules though? Or uh, no, we're not. It's just closest. No, we're not. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say one at the end. There oh, are okay. in Blade Runner. There is one bathroom. Oh, I knew it. It's at his house. Yeah. It's his apartment. It's his it, apartment. It, there's one bathroom. Hey, Todd. How many times do we see that one bathroom in Blade Runner? Are we talking how many scenes or how many times, like camera wise, like how many shots? How many scenes? I can think of one where we are like fully seeing it, and I can think of another where you could see it in the background. I don't know if that counts. I'm gonna say two. It is two, correct? It does count. You could see it in the wow. background. We zoomed Your into the photo. Game. Let's keep it. On the Todd is three for three. Fuck so yeah. on this one now, we will go Todd and then Ryan wow. and then Shar. Hey Todd, you know that movie Home Alone? Oh, oh yeah. Are there bathrooms in that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ryan, are there bathrooms in Home Alone? Yes, sir. Char, hey, are there bathrooms in Home Alone? Yes, there are. All right. We are correct all around. Now we will go Ryan, Char, Todd. Hey, you guys know that movie Home Alone? How many different bathrooms are in that movie? Ryan? I'm saying three. Three different bathrooms? Char, how many different bathrooms are in Home Alone? I'm going to say two. Two? Hey, Todd, how many different bathrooms are in Home Alone? You know what? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with two. Two at the McAllister house. It is one. There's only one oh, restroom. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, uh, what about the, wasn't there a bathroom scene at the airport? No, no, no. I know you film a lot of scenes in airport bathrooms. They yeah, should. I mean, I'll tell you. They should. From <laughs> a production standpoint, that would be a uh, lot. Okay. Okay. So that's no points for anyone. But so we know there's one bathroom. How many times do we see that bathroom, Char? I'm going to say two. Okay. Hey, uh, Ryan, how many times do we see that bathroom? 
for Todd, how many times do we see that bathroom? I believe we only see it one time when Kevin puts on the aftershave. Oh, in a rare solo victory, Shar is correct. We see that bathroom <laughs> two times. Once when he initially, his family is gone. And the second time when he experiments more comfortably with the aftershave. We That's see good. that That's one good. bathroom twice. So Todd is at uh, four. Shar is at two. And Ryan is at two. All right. You guys know that movie Home Alone 2? Oh. <laughs> hey, Shar. Hey, Shar, how many bathrooms are in Home Alone 2? I'm going to say two. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Ryan, how many bathrooms are in Home Alone 2? Same house, one bathroom. <laughs> hey, hey, Todd, how many bathrooms are in Home Alone 2? You definitely have uh, the hotel room bathroom, the grand suite bathroom. And I do not believe we see another one. I'm going to say one. We are looking for trick question. One and a half, one and a half bathroom. One and a half baths. We see a bathroom in the Plaza Hotel, and we see a bathroom in his uncle's abandoned construction house where there is a toilet. Oh, that's that's smart. That's good. I I have no recollection of any of this. But hey, yes. no, no no points for anybody there. But you know those one and a half bathrooms that we see in Home Alone Two. Hey Ryan, how many times do we visit a bathroom? Uh, well, I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna just double it up on the one and a half and go. Three. Three? Okay. Hey, Todd, how many times do we see those bathrooms? I have a... I'm going to answer that question with a question. Are we going to count if we see the shadow of a character in the bathroom, <laughs> but we're in the other room? So no. the, inside the bathroom is part of the scene. Sure. I'm going to say that we see... I'm going to say... Um, let's go with four. Okay. Sure. how many times do we see those one and a half bathrooms? Uh, with no real recollection of the movie, but assuming they just kind of stuck with what worked for the sequel, I'm going to say eight. We're looking for four. Todd is exactly correct here. What? He knows how many bathrooms are in movies. We see the Plaza Hotel bathroom two times, and we see the lone toilet twice, once during the planning and then once during the invasion. That's Congratulations. Really that was how many? Are there, are there any bathrooms in this movie? <laughs> Wrong song. Oh, wait. Um. Oh, I was really hoping Judge Dredd would be one of the movies. Ooh. What, is that, is that <laughs> what a, a weird thing to have hope for. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping out of all of the movies ever, you picked the bathroom amount in this movie that I'm thinking about. Well, does anyone else remember this movie where there's a, there's a scene where he has to use the bathroom and there's no toilet paper, but there's a seashell. Ooh, man, you're thinking of Demolition Man, which is oh, Demo a far superior film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Demolition Man. This is a real uh, Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> Some would that's call a, it the, the Manchella effect, if you will. Or if you Okay, so it. I was thinking of Demolition, Demolition Man. Mandela. Demolition Mandela? Mandemolalan? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we're going to, the cornucopia is going to continue every once in a while. We have fans send us scripts and they send them into, if you're a fan, listen, never seen it show at gmail.com. You can send in a script to us and there's a chance that we will read it. Did I forget the password to that email altogether? Yes. I reset it today and was able to look at the fan scripts that had been sent. Today we're going to read a fan script, which I have not proofread for, uh, um, bridges of Madison County. We're going to read a fan script for Bridges of Madison County. Um, and this is by Linda and Mark, who have never seen the Bridges of Madison County. I don't even know what movie this is. Are you, you know you Bridges know? of Madison County? No. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, baby. man at Meryl Streep, dude. Okay. 
I'm with you, Kyle. I have no clue. I don't. I've never felt good when it's just you on my side on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm surprised? Here's why I'm surprised about that. I believe I believe it's actually set in Iowa, but I feel like people who are like coastal elites would be like, "Oh, Missouri, like Bridges of Madison County." You know what I mean? I feel like that's like people would think that this is like our hometown or something. Yeah, I would like the Bridges of Jackson County, which is just one that goes over Little Blue Creek. That's right, dude. And there's a great uh, come and go gas station there, right? There is. There, there, there's a lot of come and goes in Missouri. That's why there's. So I'm a big fan of gas stations with good snack selections, and the mm-hmm. candy uh, variety at that come and go is very superior. Do you ever like have to eat, rationalize with people when they tell you the best pizza is from Casey's gas station, and you want to be like, we have to talk about how? Do you mean of gas stations? <laughs> I would hope so. Because people uh, think Casey's is the best pizza. pizza. And I'm like, you, it's not the best. It is good for a gas station. You need to tell me if you mean for a gas station. There is no better pizza from a gas station than a Casey's gas station pizza. And I would argue that Casey's gas station pizza is better than some pizzas not from gas stations. So I think it's this <laughs> weird, it's this weird, uh, whatever you call it, when two circles make love. A Venn diagram? A Venn uh, diagram. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's, so it's like it's, a it's, man it, diagram it, effect. Yes. So, um, oh, it's like two pizzas overlapping. It really is. It's a little crusty around the edges, but I, mm-hmm. is it, it, it's, is it better I, than a pizza that's not from a chain? No. Yes. No, no. Casey's gas station? Wait, is it better than pizza that's not I'm sure it's from better, a chain? Yeah, yeah. Is it better than oh, like if yeah, I've had, oh, I mean, I regrettably have had, pizza in probably 300 different locations around the country in the last 10 it sounds like years. the beginning to like Gabrus's travel show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is definitely better than pizza i've had from pizza joints okay in um certain areas of the country okay. Okay. i just don't know i don't know i think it's fine it is I've still never even heard of it casey's general yeah. store it looks like a it's like a Cracker Barrel and a 7-Eleven had a baby. That's it is what like a if is. a Cracker Barrel and a 7-Eleven had a baby and had the, ignored the unfortunate signs the ultrasound was giving them along the way and still gave birth. <laughs> yeah, and really wanted you to buy Lotto. Tech. Unfortunately, they had that baby in uh, Texas, so they were forced to carry the baby to term, and now it looks like it has fake bricks etched onto its forehead. <laughs> that is what Casey's General Store is. The last time I was at a Casey's, it was like, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks ago. And the kid working there cooking paid half of his rent by giving free pizzas to his landlord. Whoa. How did you learn but this? I Because he was talking about it. <laughs> All right. Very yeah. loud. Very loudly. You can always tell I'm the longevity of a scam by if they're just talking about it out loud. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I'm not like a mastermind or anything. But I think like crime wise, that is not the way to do it. Like you talk about the crime you committed at the actual scene of the crime publicly yeah. and buoyantly. That's not going to go well for him. Well, when no, I, his landlord would come in and get a pizza whenever. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. He's oh, I get the scam. I get the crime. The He's, crime is brilliant. The crime is Tom brilliant. Tom has never been details like away from to... understanding a small scam. Yeah. I mean, that I could have been a maybe... I don't know how much pizza was stolen. That could be a monster scam. We, well, uh, I'm curious yeah. if he gets a free employee pizza like every day he works. So he could be just giving away his own. I don't know if pizza. they give away one full pizza to an employee every day <laughs> and then expect that employee to have the energy to show up to work. Uh, that's pretty fair. 
I uh I lived by a Taco Bell when I lived in in Queens in Ridgewood in Queens, and the kids at the Taco Bell would take your order, and then they would give you a cash price. So you'd be like, they'd be like, it's seven dollars and sixty cents. It's five if you pay cash. And if you gave them five dollars in cash, they just wouldn't ring the order in, and they would oh, just yeah. make you your food, and they would just keep the five dollars. It wow. was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. One time I came into that Taco Bell and someone was there for their check and the check wasn't ready when it was supposed to be. And whoever was, wasn't ready, this is like a, this is a person is a hero of mine. They laid across the registers. Yes. On the counter. So no one could take orders until they got paid. Love and it. and then uh, no, no customer was mad. Everyone's like, yeah, you should. The least you can do is pay them on time. You would think you would think. Yes, they are running a grift here, but that's fine. That is fine. They remember the orders in their head. They can keep the cash. I agree with that. As long as they're not talking very loudly about it. I mean, I would, they would always just give you a cash <laughs> price, which is actually incredible. Right? They, <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what I was thinking about with the Bridges of Madison County. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Good script. Spot on. Uh, so I sent you guys a script here. I'm not even going to look and take tallies on how what's going on with time. Linda and Mark, two fans of the podcast. This They could have sent me this three years ago. I didn't even check. I couldn't even check. Like I said, I forgot the password for this email. Um, so I could check it sometimes on Apple Mail, but I always forget to launch Apple Mail. So the Bridges of Madison County has never been seen by Linda and Mark. I'm going to go ahead and cast this real quick. And uh, you guys have the script, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, Ryan, you're going to be Clint. Oh, I have a quick question, Kyle. Uh, am, I Meryl, am I Meryl Streep? Is she one of the people in this? You're damn right she is, dude. This, you're Meryl Todd. You are Meryl Streep for the first time in the history of the podcast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, what yes! if, you want, what if I had Ryan read her and Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm pulling a shower and just mic drop, game over. All right, Todd, you are Meryl. Yes. Uh, Ryan, you are Clint. Um Shard, you want to be Bo? You got it. And I will be, um, it looks like there's Jeff, and I'll do the stage directions. Do we feel good? Hell yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel good about that. The, this is the Bridges of Madison County. It has never been seen by Linda or Mark and Mark. They both wrote this here. The Bridges of Madison County fan script. Here we go. My voice does sound lower. Okay. Exterior. Apartment building. Camera pans over apartment building sign, Madison County Muse, and then swings to a row of rundown apartments. Bo Bridges is opening the door of apartment 2B, carrying a bag of groceries. The camera follows him in. Interior apartment. The apartment is dark. Smoke. Can we say it's a fan script and already the structure is so much more professional <laughs> than almost anything that's ever been on the show? They acknowledged a camera. Yes, Which is like insane for this show. The Love word it. pan has never appeared since the pan's labyrinth episode. Uh, okay. Great. The apartment is dark. Sm I forgot who I am. 
<laughs> you're, Jeff. you're Jeff. Okay. The apartment is dark. Smoke is emanating from a joint smoked by Jeff Bridges. Oh, crap. Casually <laughs> laying on the floor. Not that you'd care, but I bought groceries. Far out, man. This again, we came to Madison County to rehearse for our Broadway premiere, not to relive your Lebowski days. No, man. I mean the store. Is it out far? <laughs> Exterior. <laughs> Madison County Muse. Camera pans. Wow. To a beat-up pickup truck with a license plate. MKMY Day. <laughs> the truck pulls into a parking <laughs> spot with a sign reserved for landlord. Clint Eastwood slowly eggs. You know what's funny? If Clint Eastwood's, I feel like he would prefer to be a landlord than ever have been an actor. Probably very yes. Like That feels like his dream situation is to control people's homelessness. <laughs> so you're talking about that. you'd rather be a slumlord he, i do like i really slumlord. i really think he would rather like tell people to live with a leaky faucet than to have ever been famous okay the truck pulls into a parking spot with a sign reserved for landlord clint eastwood slowly exits the truck and scans the horizon he lifts his nose to the air he knows this smell reefer Goddamn hippies. <laughs> Interior apartment 2B. D just doesn't it seem like his favorite thing would be to evict people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no one I think would like anything more than Clint Eastwood mm. currently would like to evict young people from things. Okay. Interior apartment 2B. A sudden loud knock at the door. Bo sprints to answer and just opens the door enough for him to peek out. Bridges, what name of our great nation is going on in here? <laughs> Mr. Eastwood, uh, good afternoon, sir. Is it hippie? <laughs> uh, I was cooking and burned some oregano. You know how it goes. I don't know what you are up to, Bridges, but just you remember that this is Madison County. <laughs> Clint turns sharply and walks away. Bo breathes a sigh of relief and closes the door. Jeff, I'm smoking oregano? <laughs> Bo rolls his eyes and lets out a slow breath. That Mr. Furley needs to relax, man. <laughs> That's Clint Eastwood, you idiot. He's our landlord. You gave him the rent money, right? Pretty sure I did. You know, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> Camera pans to a garbage bag. A garbage bag full of weed hastily stashed in the closet. Another knock at the door. Bo answers. Meryl Streep is at the door holding a small bowl. Howdy, neighbor. You must be the bridges of Madison County that I keep hearing about. <laughs> I'm Meryl Street from Apartment 1B. Yes, uh, that's us, the bridges. So, did I borrow some oregano? Oh, boy. Let Todd, the whole entirety of this podcast just built to the moment, and then you did the voice you do for every character every that you've ever been on except, this show. Except for, except for the one time where I had to be Golem, and I thought it was Yoda, and I did it wrong. <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, Char thinks that they're the same. As do I kind of still also. Yeah. Okay, ask for the oregano again. Um. So, can I borrow some oregano? Well, <laughs> Later, interior apartment 2B. Bo and Jeff are rehearsing for their Broadway premiere, The Fabulous Baker Boys 2. What you gonna do? Meryl assists the brothers as they run lines. Bo is in character. Do you have any idea who you're dealing with? We are the Fabulous Baker Boys. We drop grand pianos on motherfuckers. Full disclosure, the authors have also never seen The Fabulous Baker Boys. <laughs> Jeff in character. My brother's getting mad. You don't want to make a Baker Boy, you know, mad. or It was... Line. 
Do you? Yes, I do. You do what? I want I want the line. Well, that is the line. You don't want to make a baker boy mad. You do what? For fuck's sake. Another knock at the door. Clint Eastwood opens the door and enters the apartment without even waiting for a response. Bridges! What's all the goddamn noise? Yes, sir. Right here. We're rehearsing for our new play, and our neighbor, Merrill, is assisting. Clint stares intently at Merrill. His eyes squint a little tighter. His frown gets a little deeper. You aren't supposed to have women in the apartment, Bridges. Remember? There is no hanky-panky at the Madison County Muse, not unless you're legally married. You read me, hippie? Clint goes to Merrill. Have, have we met, miss? Not officially. I live in apartment 1B. <laughs> I need you to come down to the office to fill out some paperwork. Merrill quickly drops her script and exits with Clint Eastwood. The brothers are alone. Jeff mindlessly lights a joint. I read you, Mr. Roper. Bo paces around the apartment. This is going to be a disaster. We need like six more months to prepare, but the show is premiering tomorrow night. Relax, man. We'll just need a few extra takes to get it right, that's all. No big deal. Teamsters get paid by the hour anyways. This isn't a movie, you idiot. It's a play. It's performed live in front of an audience. This isn't a movie? Next night, exterior Broadway theater. The marquee is emblazoned with the fabulous Baker Boys 2 electric boy galoo. <laughs> a large crowd is assembled out front. Interior Broadway theater. The camera scans the audience, zooming in on Clinton Merrill, who sit front and center. Merrill turns to Clint. So, we're married? <laughs> I thought I was just signing a lease. That's right. Landlords can also trick tenants into sham marriages in Madison County. <laughs> just back to back, the best line reads this podcast has ever had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Meryl Streep is almost Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're married. <laughs> the, the, the theater lights dim and the curtain opens Jeff and Bo step on a stage Decked out in tuxedos with tails and top hats The audience cheers, the play begins Later Jeff and Bo are taking their final bows The audience is going crazy As the curtain slowly draws close Meryl whistles and yells Clint claps slowly, crying silently Interior, after party Clint and Meryl sit at a high top bar talking Clint is excitedly telling Merrill about how Obama wasn't born in the United States. <laughs> is this movie in like 1995? <laughs> Merrill spots Bo and Jeff and dashes off, leaving her chair empty. Clint keeps on talking without missing a beat. Merrill to Bo. That's a good empty chair bit. Wonderful. Uh, you did it. All thanks to you for rigging that mic up so I could perform all of Jeff's lines too. I can't believe it worked. It's just good that Jeff's random wanderings around the stage roughly lined up with the script. Oh, right. I stashed little bags of weed at all his marks. Jeff is excited. Guys, you won't believe what I found on the set. This is like a real Marlon Brando late career acting yes. gig here. Uh, Bo and Merrill exchange glances and laugh. Merrill raises a glass. Here's to the bridges of Madison County. Cut to Clint, who was preparing for some hanky-panky, but is slowly realizing he's been lecturing an empty chair. Goddamn hippies. <laughs> Scene. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. The bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Very tight. Damn, that was funny. Very tight. 
very that was a really good time mm-hmm. thank you oh. uh linda and mark for sending that in on what i have to assume was mid 2017 does anybody have rebecca from the podcast phone number so i can tell her that i got to be mayor screen finally i feel like this it's i really want to tell her um this was actually sent in november 10th of 2019 so thank you to to, to linda (laughs) and to mark i really am sorry a lot of the emails got away from me people sent in scripts i read them i remember like organizing some and then i just couldn't remember i have the emails never seen it show and never seen it podcast at gmail.com and i kept logging into never seen it podcast and wondering why i never got any new emails but that's not the one i kept advertising and it's the one that was automatically logged in so if i launch does that make sense yeah. Anyways, so send it to info at neverseenitshow.com, which I now also own. For some reason, I thought a third email address would help me stay organized. Or neverseenitshow at gmail.com. I'm going to have to reply. Linda and Mark, that was wonderful. That was great. I'll give you another another applaud right there. Um, okay, we are going to push right along and continue here with the Cornucopia Day. This next thing we're going to play is called Before and Afters. We have three before and afters today for the Cornucopia episode. I believe you guys all know how this works. Two movies have been smashed together into one. We will read you the smashed together. I will read you the smashed together plot. You have to tell me the smashed together title. Uh, For instance, The Wolf of Wally Street, Fargo, Saving Private Silverman. We know these sort of things. We have three of them today. Are you guys ready for plot number one? Here we go. A survivor of a man-made plague turns out to be a seven-foot-tall genie, and he lives in New York and works on finding a cure for the bloodthirsty mutants. A survivor of a man-made plague turns out to be a seven-foot-tall genie, and he lives in New York and works on finding a cure for the bloodthirsty mutants. Oh, is Kazam one of them? Maybe. I can't remember the name of the... uh, There's like four or five of these movies. Yeah, like Children of Men and uh or no, I'm thinking of the one franchise that has uh uh 28 days later. Tw- no, it's um Demolition the, Mila jo- uh Oh, yes. Demolition yes, Underworld. Underworld. No, not Underworld. You're thinking of that's oh, the that vampire one. Yeah. That's Kate back Mila Evil. Jokovic or Resident Evil, right? Yeah, Resident I Evil. I think it's Novak so. Djokovic is who you're thinking of. Right? <laughs> Um, he's a big disease guy. He's a big disease guy. He would never be <laughs> looking for his Hell cure. Yeah, if he if he was the guy in the zombie movie, he's like everyone should just get bit. That way, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you can trust me. I already got inoculated. It's all good. Yeah, I got bit. I'm actually immune to getting bit. Oh uh, yeah, I have because I, I I I drink ketamine. Okay, <laughs> is that what he said? Uh, no, but I think he, you know, he's just an anti-fact guy. A survivor of a man-made plague turns out to be a seven-foot-tall genie, and he lives in New York and works on finding a cure for the bloodthirsty mutants. Lives in New York. Oh, Shar um, was on to one of them. Kazam. Oh, I just can't think of the uh, zombie movie of some sort. Kazambi Land. Ooh, that no, but that's fun. Oh, that's that was a good one. That's a good guess. Um, what, that also that? sounds like a fun board game. Yeah, yeah. What's it the one shoots with shoots and the... ladders, but it's S H O O T S. Shoots and twenty eight days la- later's is the name of the zombie game. <laughs> That's good. 
All right, guys. Do we want the answer to this one? The easiest I do. one of the three today? We're looking for I Kazam Legend. Oh, my oh. goodness. <laughs> I'm just glad. You, yeah. What a. That's a different one. Will Smith. I Kazam Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Will Smith and the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number two. A hired gun working for a sleazy oil tycoon discovers the error of his ways after waking up to the same day over and over again. Oh, uh, that's on, on Dudley Groundhog Day. I cannot believe you just did a Steven Seagal movie in a before and after. Did you come up with that or someone submit that? I think I come up with that one. I want to buy you dinner tonight. That made me so happy. <laughs> that is just wonderful. That is fantastic. Uh, so I think all three of you tied on that one. So we'll get those two <laughs> points. Um, all right, our final before and after here on the Cornucopia Day. A neurotic comedian examines the rise and fall of his relationship with a woman in New York City through flashbacks where they explore a mysterious space expanding across the coastline that is mutating those inside it. This is maybe the most insane one. I did not come up with this one. I came up with the plot, but this is the most insane title. that we. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind of Mencia? It is not. (laughs) It's just where he steals someone's ideas from their brain. (laughs) I feel like... uh, A neurotic uh, comedian examines the rise and fall of his relationship with a woman in New York City through flashbacks where they explore a mysterious space expanding across the American coastline that is mutating those inside it. So we got some Annie Hall action there, but I, I don't know what, what is coastline mysterious space that mutating. It's another, it feels like another zombie type ish. Um, but it's mutating stuff within it. So I feel like it's coastline. Like of some sort or like a, uh, or what's that? Um, what's mist. that? Wahlberg and night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. It's was it the mist the or just not the it's mist? Not the happening. The um, Annie Hall where the uh, trees get mad. Um, <laughs> The, That's uh, very good, Michael. <laughs> Mike Mark Wahlberg in that movie gives like Todd esque line readings on every single line. <laughs> the bees are disappearing. He's doing a Meryl Streep impression. It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> a neurotic comedian examines the rise and fall of his relationship with a woman in New York City through flashbacks. I, I just don't know the second where movie. they explore a mysterious space expanding across the American coastline that is mutating those inside it. Oh, I do. I know what this is. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman movie, uh, where she has to like, it's like a metaphor at the end. She's battling herself. It's, it's actually kind of a, I just spoiled the movie by the way. Kind right, of spoiled it, but also like, also if you knew that going in, you'd probably like it more than if you didn't. Um, what is the name of that movie? The dude who did, uh, Ex Machina. Oh my wait, God, dude! Wait, is 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 it where she's in the like the big uh, suit? Like she's got to wear that like suit to like protect herself from the environment the whole time. It was an Amazon Prime movie, or is that where? I think it was no. streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but but it wait, wasn't an Amazon Prime movie. This movie like went to theaters. They're in the jungle, Oscar Isaac is her husband, and he's dying. It has maybe like a top ten unsettling creature of all time. One hundred percent, like absolute wonderful jump scare, What's, unsettling game over. Oh my god, why can't I think of that movie? That's on. Oh boy. All right. Wait, I've seen this movie. I defend this movie in arguments a lot. Like a fun uh, game, a fun game in before and afters is uh, when Char checks out. <laughs> um, it's, he's over here. Char's literally checking out a book from the library. That's how checked out he is right now. He's like, I definitely don't know what this movie is. Uh, okay, guys. I'm going to give you the answer to this one. Uh, we are looking for any Hallation. 
Oh, Annihilation. It is yeah. Annie Hall plus yeah. Annihilation. Oh, We're looking for I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Just I've seen it. Maybe one of my favorite word combinations of all time. That's good. That's Annie that's that's Hall. fun because it's not help. The word combo there is not helpful at all if you only have half of it. You wouldn't you wouldn't do that. That's that was excellent work. Yeah, you got to give a shout out. I, I forgot. I freaking forgot who wrote. I'll say it in the intro. Whoever wrote those ones because I got that one sitting there. But that's it for before and afters. Have played. I've still <laughs> never gotten one ever. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, ever have I ever gotten one. Uh, well, we have seven minutes and 56 seconds left here on the podcast, just based on me not wanting to pay for Zoom. So we are, uh, I, I, I feel good about that. Thanksgiving episode can run a little short, don't you think? Well, of course, I, yeah, man. People are going to be, okay be hungover, meeting all the food and I'm stuff. I'm feeling wonderful. Um, so I think what we're going to do now, real, we played bathrooms. We played before and afters. We're going to play a little build the perfect movie. There we go. Oh, is this the Rotten Tomatoes game? It is. We actually have multiple uh, ways to play this game. The first one, I actually want to switch the order. The first game we're going to play is called Discrepancy. What you have to do is I'll give you a category. You have to pick a movie with the largest discrepancy between critic and audience Rotten Tomatoes score. You want the biggest gap between them. And in honor of Thanksgiving, um, I was thinking either we do genocide or food. I think we'll do food. So we want to do a movie that involves food. So you have to pick a movie that has food in some way, and we should be able to know what, what food you're talking about, or you can just tell us what has the biggest discrepancy between audience and critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. And so, Todd, you're winning uh, five to four to three. I don't remember who's in second or third. I didn't write any information down. Todd, you'll go first, then we'll have Ryan, then we'll have Shar. I'm going to go with Waiting. Mm. You think Waiting will have the biggest discrepancy between I think that was not liked by critics, and I think fans really liked it a lot. Oh, Okay, um, I'm gonna go with one that I think critics and fans probably both enjoyed, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's in the spirit of the game. Um, I well, it's I do think there's gonna be a big discrepancy, but I just don't know which side liked it better than the other. That's okay. You don't have to know side. I'm gonna say Pig, starring Ooh, Nicolas Cage. That's actually not a bad uh, yeah idea. Yeah. Okay, and Shar, the biggest discrepancy here. Good Burger. Oh. Okay, here we go. Pig. Critics score 97%. Wow. Wow. Audience score 84%. Oh, I thought people weren't going to like it because it was too good. I thought people weren't going to like it because it was too good. (laughs) (laughs) 13% is not bad. Here we go. Next up, Good Burger. Critics score 33%. Mm. Audience score 63%. Wow, I knew Good Burger was a good guess. Discrepancy. Welcome to winning the game, home of winning the game. Can Char take (laughs) your order? Yeah. This is is getting dicey here. Here we go. Next one. Waiting. 30% critic score. Wow. Audience score. 75%. 75%. Holy that is a 45% discrepancy. Oh. Dude, this is the best performance I've ever had in the podcast. I'm crushing it. Literally. Besides the script reading, it. I agreed with you across the board. Yeah, <laughs> this is like my birthday. This is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh okay, now we're gonna play one classic round here of build the perfect movie. Yeah. 
You have to build a perfect movie classic style. What we're going to do is you'll get a category. You have to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score it up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. Price is Right rules do apply here. We are going to do the build the perfect movie that has anything to do with any holiday in any capacity. Build the per- so it can be you watch it on the holiday. It doesn't even have to mention it in the movie. It can be a holiday movie. It can have a flag in it. Any capacity, a holiday thing in any way. Char, uh, oh no, Todd won that last one. Todd, then Daniel, then Ryan. What is your first um, movie, Todd? I'm going to kick things off with Michael Clayton, uh, just because I feel like it's a holiday anytime I watch that movie. Just a wonderful treat. I want to just pause the game for a second, just let everyone know. Todd told me he was going to wedge Michael Clayton into the podcast today, no matter what, and we <laughs> seem to have found a way to do it. <laughs> I cannot let it slide. He goes, I'm just going to talk about Michael Clayton. <laughs> So I do mostly on dates, phone calls home. It's just it's, it's something I like. It's really, really great movie. It really is. It really okay. is. Michael Clayton is Todd's first movie. Shar, what is your first movie? I'll go with Christmas Office Party. I, I you mean Office Christmas Party? Whatever it's called with TJ Miller and yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I will let you know this is odd. The this has the exact same audience and critic score. All uh, right, sure. Ryan. I'm gonna say uh Mm, Christmas Vacation. Classic. Absolute classic. Okay, here we go. Let's review our scores. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Ryan, you'll be looking for a 30 or less. Office Christmas Party, 40. So, Shar, you're going to be looking for a 60. Michael Clayton, 91. So, Todd, you were looking for a 9 or less. So, we will go Shar and then Ryan and then Todd uh, whenever you're ready. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, d- d- uh, bad Santa. Okay. Ryan Vegas vacation. <laughs> what holiday is that around? It's, uh, I don't remember, but I know they're on vac. They have a holiday vacation. Okay. Oh, if you're British, that's going on holiday. That's a vacation, yes. right? Yeah. There you go. Holiday. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay Buckingham, Holiday Road, that kind of counts. Yeah. You're- and you know who's uh, British is some of the people who worked on the set of Michael Clayton. <laughs> All right, Todd, your second movie, you're looking for 10% or less. 9%. I am going to go with. I would do on Deadly Ground, but I think that's 12%. And also, there's that is not a holiday at all. <laughs> I love how you just know. You I'm, already know. Death, you know the, the it is a 12%. Numbers. I just looked it up. Yeah, it I'm going to go with... Um, I would like to get it exactly nine. I'm going to go with... I'm trying to think of a Steven Seagal holiday movie. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with um, The Patriot. Steven Seagal's The Patriot. His first direct-to-video feature film. In which he plays a scientist who does not kick anyone's ass. Uh, which was a really bold choice by him and the people who decided to make that movie exist. <laughs> Man, this poster looks fake. All right, here we go. Office Christmas Party is a 40%. Bad Santa, 78. Oh. Blue buy it there, 78. Christmas Vacation, 70%. Vegas Vacation, 16%. Oh, eight, so I didn't go over. Good, wow, I thought it would be at least 20. That's okay. wild. That's wild. I kind of want to read some of the reviews for Vegas Vacation. It's bad, right? I don't know. It's just the same as the other ones. Yeah, Nick yeah, Papa but... is a great fake name. 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, it really turned me on the Kino. This person gave it a bad review because there's drinking in it. There weren't. There used to not be as many critics as there are now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with older ones. They'll be like, there was a curse word in this, so I gave it a two out of eight. Um, all right, Michael Clayton, 91%. We need to beat 86 here. The Patriot, 20%. We've gone over 20%. What? Ah, yes. What? Nothing you can do about the that. vacation. Yeah, because like double people reviewed, five people reviewed it, and one of them gave it. Like that doesn't make any sense. What? Uh, can you believe there isn't a giant amount of reviews for the straight to video Steven Seagal debut uh, with him a- fighting in it? <laughs> I mean, that was pretty fun. That was yeah. pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty cut great. off by Zoom. Just cut off by Zoom. But I think it's a good time to end. I think you guys think that as well. But I want to come back in here so everyone can let everyone know where to find him and what they got going on and those sorts of things. As our big winner today, we will let Daniel Shar go first. Oh, man. Uh, just DanielShar.com has stuff for people to watch and read. And you can hit me up on there. Great. Ryan? Um, I, th- I think people can go to RyanStandardComedy.com. I just had a new comedy special come out called The Supernatural. It's uh, on YouTube. So... Uh, check out the supernatural it filmed in a haunted school. So it's really cool. So um, I thought yeah. filming it at Sandy Hook was a little crude, but you know, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So check that out. Right. I, <laughs> I am so sorry. I, I have eaten poorly the past couple of days and I have a stomach <laughs> issue. No, oh, that's a great that's a great example of someone yeah. using a physical ailment for a psychological uh, excuse. What if Zoom just kicked me off for saying? <laughs> okay, Todd, let everyone know where to find me. Uh, you can find me uh, at Colonel Sklar on Instagram, at Colonel Sklar on Twitter if it still exists. By the time this podcast ends, uh, you can get me on Venmo at Bernie Madoff. If you want to give me money. You can get me at Hillary, real Hillary Clinton on OnlyFans if you want to give me money there. You can find me at, uh, oh, I got uh, uh, Andrew Cunanan at gmail.com if you want to write me fan mail. And you can watch both of my movies, Awful Nice and Box Elder, on Netflix or Amazon Prime or bootleg them online if you BitTorrent or have like uh, streaming sites. Hit me up if you need a bear share link. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening. This has been Never Seen It. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday week here. A podcast network. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. I figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about... The very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleairs.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. 
send it to a friend, tell them to come out, Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. <laughs>